I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza, I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. No, wait. <clears throat> oh, hi. I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickert. And this is Dispatch... W- <laughs> Dispatches <laughs> Report Awesome. Sorry. This radio Sorry. podcast. No, we're Sorry. keeping it in. This radio podcast. We're keeping it We're still in. working out the format. You love WNYX so much. WNYX. <laughs> Dispatches from Fort Awesome. As the, this radio podcast. That's the current name of the podcast. Dave, we're keeping this all in. We're keeping this all in. Uh, episode two of News Radio. So, guys, this is a news radio podcast. We're just we talk about news radio because mm-hmm. Alan and I love it. This episode two, entitled "Inappropriate," the air date is April. Nope, March. See where there we go. March twenty eighth, nineteen ninety five. With us also good. is Jen. Say hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. <laughs> All right. Voice. So now, <clears throat> let's talk about this episode. The episode inappropriate. 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 Well, uh, <laughs> to start off, uh, Matthew mispronounces, <laughs> but a Fuko. I don't know mm-hmm. if we can say it, but uh, they did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you can imagine what he said wrong. Yeah. But a mm, oh. And uh, you and you don't know what you know that something is off at the yeah. beginning because Bill is just the look just on his face is so great. Blank. He he looks dis. You can't tell if he's bored or disturbed, but it's just stone face. Mm-hmm. But he is he is not even responding to being addressed for a few seconds <laughs> because something has happened. Yeah. Like they did get a very good job of having him say a swear word, but not actually saying the swear word. Yeah. As soon as he gets out of the booth and he's like doop 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 doop, I just did my job. <laughs> so happy. You see Dave run out and his mm-hmm. face, and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, something happened in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it isn't, Matthew. <laughs> and it's not that he made a mistake. He actually thinks the name is pronounced that. That's, like, one of the better parts, too, is that the whole time he's typing up his story, he's thinking that that's how you say Buttafuoco. And that's the first Matthew mispronunciation, right? It's not the only one. Uh, is that the first one? I don't know, because he didn't do a lot of reporting on this show. So, like, no. he's a reporter now, but I don't know that he ever did anything like that on the on the air. Was it? I just mean they... generally in his life. Maybe. He does being around drama people. for no reason at one point. I'm trying to remember. It might be well, more than I'm are, are you Doobie Keebler? He does say Doobie Keebler. Doobie Keebler. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did, uh, I, I get in the, the commentary of this one, they did mention how, because uh, they were actually surprised re-watching the episode, because I think it was... Paul and, mm-hmm. and Joe watch it, but they were saying that uh, him being a reporter was just, they were like, like this is weird, because yeah. it's, it's like they had basically everybody on air mm-hmm. before, and then it just turned out later that he was just a producer, writer, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he had a job title, but... He becomes <laughs> a reporter, quote-unquote, again in season five, because they needed it for something. <laughs> Later on. Does he really? Yes. It floats, man. It's like whenever they need it to. When we get to season five, it gets... I mean, that's the weirdest season of them all, so... Jokes through convenient, I think. Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, that's the thing. Okay, uh, that's something I haven't talked about yet, is that this show is about... It is one of the last great multi-camera sitcoms, and it's... It ends right before Arrested Development happens, mm-hmm. and this whole, like, let's stay consistent, let's keep all the backstories and arcs, like, like, and hey, here's all these Easter eggs for the audience. News Radio's like, no, this is just a sitcom. We're going to write what's yeah. funny this week. And I think, 
for me, like just just for a, a multi-cam stick, I'm mean, gonna get the lav track. I think that's how you have to do it because I think you mm -hmm. can try. And, and they were mentioning that they didn't want any sweet moments. They didn't want the the whole. Oh, that was the thing because this is the mm -hmm. episode where Dave and Lisa mm -hmm. they get together, mm -hmm. and I guess mm -hmm. the and the execs were all like, no, 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 it's gotta be a will they, they gotta, will they won't they? But they're like, no, let's let's just get this out of the way and mm -hmm. have the consequences be the humor and. I, I love that yeah. about the show. Oh, They're yeah. like, we're not Cheers. Yeah. It's fine. Exactly. Cheers, by the way, who has rewritten its own backstory a number of times. Uh -huh. Just should point out, one of the <laughs> no. greatest sitcoms ever, and Frasier, his dad was dead. And then, obviously, Frasier comes on in the show, and he's like, hey, here's my dad in a chair. So, you know, just saying. Different dad. Different yeah, dad? I think, I think that's, that's what happened? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's uh, awkward. <laughs> um... Also, the Butterfuka thing, I'm just going to bring up that, yep. like, clearly these guys are, like, um, because these guys wrote for Late Night with David Letterman before this, and Butterfuka was a punchline so many mm -hmm. times on David Letterman's show around that time. Butterfuka. 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 Not, yeah, not unlike how he would have said it, because he just thought it was funny to say funny mm -hmm. sounding names. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure that that's where that came from. Uh, what was, uh, I did not, this episode, uh, Beth's outfit started to get a little unusual. She wasn't quite there yet, though, mm -hmm. with that. Again, the commentary, they mentioned how they were thought her whole gimmick was going to be her just chewing a bunch of gum. Right. And then they changed it to the weird outfits, which I think worked a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they tried to make that work for Suddenly Susan, because uh, mm. they tried to steal her character, basically. Uh, it's so true. It's so true. And it was Kathy Griffin, of all people, trying to be the same character. In the same uh, I love that you watch Suddenly Susan. Oh, I did. I, I only saw a few episodes, uh, but and it didn't. I watched it so little, it didn't occur to me how much they had aped of news radio, because mm. news radio was, again, my favorite. You should watch some of the Fresh Prince episodes, because they've stolen from Sanford and Son, like, Plot lines. Really? Yeah, we'll get back to that. Oh, we'll okay. That. Yeah, when we do our Fresh, radio. Sorry, we do our fresh is, uh, Prince podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Uh, this is the only multi-camp sitcom I would ever want to talk about. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, another James Burroughs uh, directed oh, yeah. episode. Mm -hmm. Or Jim Burroughs, as you call My him. My buddy Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy Burroughs. My buddy Jimmy. That's they call him out in this damn They do. Commentary. Commentary. So it's in my head is Jimmy now. So, uh, I, you know, I do know the guy who, tr who who trained him to be a director, though, so I could have, that guy, so I trained him. Trained Jim, uh, James, Bur Jim? They mentioned Jimbo? Jay, they mentioned Jay Sandrich on, on, on the uh, commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay Sandrich has been on the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. So, fingers crossed, guys, maybe that'll get us, you know, some more gosh, who knows. Uh, Joe is defined immediately in this episode. Like, he's, uh, they, they knew what they were doing finally when they yeah. had Joe. Although, yeah. he does have Rick's backward hat. He Did does. he kill Rick? Joe he killed Rick and took clothes. his job. No and his clothes. He stole Rick's clothes. He killed Rick and took his hat. He lives in his apartment. He lives in a van. He be is a thing. That Joe is, is in true. a van. He's a fuck. Joe, guys. All right, I got him writing this down. News radio fan theories. Joe is an itinerant murderer. Okay. Joe. Now, with that being that the rest of the cast is He does just have a lot of PO boxes. That... Yeah, he does. He does. He yeah. Is. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Joe's a murderer. Joe, he might be. <laughs> this is great. We have a What's the, why did he invent the duct tape in the first oh, place? Oh, my Ooh. God. Oh, my God. This is great. <laughs> well, when Joe Rogan comes on the show, if he ever comes, Joe, you are invited on the show to help us either dispute or, I mean, you're pretty... Or confirm. You're pretty, you're pretty good at 
coming up with stories about things, so maybe <laughs> you can help us theories, come up with what Jason, theories. theories. I'm sorry, theories. theories. Yeah. So, um, Beth is in the background staring in this episode again, too. I just wanted to point out, I was watching to see if Beth continues. It's what she does a lot. They, they integrate her a little bit better in this way. Oh, they do, story-wise. They, yeah. they do, because she confronts Dave about, what was that? Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, she's right there in it with her. With well, she her becomes a soul confidant eventually. We'll talk yeah. about that, but she becomes her soul confidant. <laughs> Unwilling. Yes. Uh, first time we see uh, Candy Alexander as Catherine. Yeah, that's true. She's actually got some lines. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's got some lines. Mm-hmm. She's, she's good. She can, what, mesh with the other cast well, really mm-hmm. well. So that's. Because uh, it's her birthday. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> her birthday. Uh, what else was there? <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned on the, the, the commentary, because uh, Maura Tierney was on the commentary, that uh, they said the wardrobe person kept giving her a padded bra until yeah. like, that eventually changed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's... we mentioned the padded outfits before, but she also had a padded bra, which you're like, what? why does she need that? I know, <laughs> I know. It's very, like, I, it feels like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff they do on, like, dramas to sex them up. I didn't, I don't think of sitcoms, because you want people to look more people-y on sitcoms. Yeah, yeah I mean... I think they mentioned in the original like uh, writing of it that she was going to be more of a, a flirty kind of girl, but she she's not that way. She's no. just this uh, really smart kind of just aggressive producer reporter that who doesn't you know who doesn't need a guy or whatever. Yeah, just, and who probably does deserve to run the station. To yeah. be fair, like yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, we didn't talk in the last episode. Just real quick, like the theme of this show, the theme song of the show is a Mike Post song. So I just wanted to point that out. Mike Post, who has con- you know composed so many great theme songs in the past TV that I can name genius. off. The t- yeah, and they got the uh, the opening graphics of it. The theme song was kind of their standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the graphics on on the pilot are weird. It's yeah, or, totally yeah. different. It's. It was like black and white, and I don't mm-hmm. know what it was, but it was... Yeah. Can we have a real quick nerd moment about something? Yeah. Okay, I want you to look at this just to cover the script. So you see this. This is the news radio font, right? Mm-hmm. I have tried applications left and right as a graphic designer. It's not what I do for a living. It's what I do for a hobby. To, to there, I, it, Programs will identify a font for you. This exists nowhere. So I think this is a proprietary font. I'll bet it is. So yeah, if we sure. do indeed get anybody who was a prop master or worked on that show... I need to know what this font is, and I need it on my computer post-haste. I'm working on it. I understand, Alan. I understand. Uh, Yeah. Alan told me a connection he has, and I just about pooed myself because I was so excited. Hopefully he will come on the show, but we'll talk about that... uh, Later. Later, if he comes on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I also like that uh, we're kind of establishing, like, that, you know, that they, them arguing leads to their, I mean, it's perfect, because it, 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 it's conflict, but it also is, we later find out, is Lisa's biggest turn-on, which I think is great. I, that, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's, no, not just Lisa's. Oh, yeah, Dave. Well, Dave likes it when she's angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It works both ways. Dave almost likes it when she storms out of the room angry and he mm-hmm. goes to get her like later. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh god, I think that. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, the, like I said, I, I do love that. Like right away at the show, the affair happens. Mm-hmm. I think I you want, I don't know. I, even after the pilot, I, I was like, you know, you, you can like look like okay, there's something that 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 might happen, or mm-hmm. they're just going to I don't know. Uh, Go their separate ways. I don't know. But sure. Yeah. 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 It's it, it's it's hard to t- you, you you can't be you, sure, but they establish at least that it's sweet. 
It's sweet. And that there's conflict. There's always the thing is like is great because she's a strong character in that she never gives up on this idea that she should run the station just mm-hmm. because I'm in love. Like yeah. she's never that. No. She's a strong character. For for being written by a bunch of dudes, she's a pretty strong lady character. I mean I think Beth is too. Oh yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I think they've re- actually Yeah, even Catherine. I think they did a really good job with mm-hmm. writing all the, the female characters. Mm-hmm. Uh what is it? Oh. I wanna bring this up. Uh so when uh, Beth knew there was something wrong with Dave because he would fidget with a tie first, mm-hmm. and then later she goes in and he's not wearing a tie, so she's like, "That's how that's that's how what gave you away." Yeah. Um, I, oh my God, it's this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I I borrowed that element for a, a play that I just wrote. That uh, this one act, I got great reviews, but yeah, like it was about siblings, and each one of them had like a nervous tick, and then the others, mm-hmm. when, as soon as they saw that, like there's something wrong. Like I. <laughs> Completely got that from news, news radio. <laughs> the ticks were never. It was like a completely different story, but I got the ticks from news radio. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's yeah. a great gag to use. Like, yeah. that is fantastic. Um, I so from watching this, okay, so it is Catherine, like proper Catherine's first episode, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what is your? Because I, I originally wrote down like that she seems more sensible than Bill, but. Is it just that she's got as big an ego, or do you think she's secretly also as crazy as Bill? Or do you think um, Bill is just the craziest person? When I... Yeah, I, now you got me thinking. We don't I go just, into her I backstory just, at all. I, I just know. thought... I My thinking, I just thought she had a big ego, too, and was just had enough of Bill trying to take over everything. But right. Now that you bring that up... I mean, they, we, they, they, we find way. out in this episode that they slept together, and crazy likes crazy. When Which, they never this. come back to that, really, no. ever. There's a, there is a will they won't they with Bill and Catherine and yeah. Joe and Catherine, but there's never a... <laughs> right, right, right. Like, so I don't even know if this if that ever existed, or if Bill was just crazy in his head <laughs> thinking they had an affair years ago. You know ago. what? That's another oh, good that's point, <laughs> too. He might just make up these things to make himself feel better. That would not surprise I, me. I feel, or, or I mean, because they keep asking him, maybe he doesn't want to tell him the real reason as to what the, the, the issue is between them. So he just says, oh, well, there was this affair. There's like, affair. have one of those. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah, it's I, just a thought that I had. What do you think, Jim? I I feel like with Catherine, I feel like... As a as an on air personality, she has a reasonably probably big ego. Mm-hmm. Um, for for I mean that might come maybe not with everybody with the, but with that kind of position it mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I d- it she didn't strike me as having like um like a terribly big one for somebody like that necessarily. I guess that's true. I fe- and and also I feel like. People that are otherwise fairly normal, their one crazy thing is sometimes being attracted to crazy. Sure. That that can, I mean, that can also happen. So it's mm-hmm. really... I've had that in the past. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, like, it's it's possible that it's just that. She, she, she's, she knows what she wants as a person. Mm-hmm. That comes across very clearly to mm-hmm. me, but... Yeah, yeah, she knows what she wants. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, well, when I said yeah, she's direct. She's, direct. She will stand up for herself, and yes. she won't mm-hmm. let anyone get in the way. I, yes. I don't think when I said I feel like she had an ego. I don't know if I, I felt like it was like a, a, a pretentious. I'm better than you ego. Sure. I just thought it was. Sure, a, sure. I want to do my job, get the hell out of my way, kind of ego. Yeah. If, if you're in the way. 
And if you're used to working with Bill, then you know you have to be extremely direct all the time with him. <laughs> Did I, I? I'm trying to think now. So, so watching the like, I want to. I'm not gonna have a strong enough theories. Only three episodes in. Obviously, I've seen these a million times, but now I'm like have having. All theories I'm now. so sorry. I'm examining them all now, like closer. Mm-hmm. But like, there is this dynamic. You've got this huge ass office. There's something about. Plot-wise, like, the secrecy of Dave's office, which is, like, ultimate secrecy, and then the, like, semi-open secrecy of what becomes the break room eventually. Oh, yeah. The, you know? Because it's the take... Right now, the it's, tape like, deck where they, room yeah, at this where they point. record shit or whatever. And... Which they could do use that in the booth anyway, so mm-hmm. they shouldn't have had two of those. So I'm glad they switched that out yeah. soon. But yeah, there's so much great <laughs> stuff br- that ends up happening in there too. But the break your room used to be a tape deck room where they could also record promos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they don't even use it in the second episode as that. I think it's just there. They just don't. Use just it. Like, I don't think they ever go in there in the no, second episode. No, because no. it's not a break room yet. And they also had that. The mention this comment there that that giant pillar that kind of blocked your view of anything yeah, going on in the it's booth. It's huge. There's a whole light bar on top <laughs> of it, too. Like, they eventually just said, fuck it, and that's gone, event. like, a few episodes in. That would be tough, because that would... Anything that going on in the background in the booth, you will not see yeah, if that camera that goes right over angle. there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's I don't funny. know why they put that in there, but it was know. there. It is very weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, there's something about the truth always coming out in Dave's office. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems... At least right now, that's mm-hmm. that's how it is. But I want to figure out, once we actually have an, uh, a break room, what the dynamic is, if there's a difference between, like, what we learn in Dave's office and what we learn in the break room. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just something to think yeah, about. Yeah, that's... You know what uh, I mean? That's... Uh, let's... Yeah, let's, can let's, I, let's I'll also attention. do that. Hmm. hmm. I'll also say hmm, hmm. a few times. Uh, oh... Yeah. Uh, again, I only knew this because of the, the commentary, but uh, they were saying that Jim Burroughs, uh, he added two gags that I actually really liked. So uh-huh. it's not just the uh, Beth wanting the FedEx guy or having a thing for the FedEx oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually, they said that he wanted a running gag with that. I don't know if we, I don't remember if we came back to that or not, but I know this episode. No, I don't think so. And then he had one, one joke that was great, which was uh, at the end when... Uh, Dave and Lisa just had their affair in his office. They're getting changed, and she's like, "I can't find my nylons." And he pulls them out, and she's like, "Those aren't mine." <laughs> that's right, Dave. He's like, "Ah, she's like, just kidding." They said that that was uh, Jim Burroughs too. So that's a great joke. That. It really is. And she played actually watching it like it's so funny because like when she says Dave, there's a smile on her face. So clearly she's fucking with him. Yeah, she just plays it so well. More Tierney is More, such oh, a good actress. So she's good. So fucking so solid. Good. I mean, I know from then on she basically did drama. But I guess because she's competent, she can do that. But she's so good at comedy that it's, I, uh, I would so love to see yeah, her sitcom. It's one of those actors that can do it all and do it all really well. Yeah, so. yeah, she's solid. She's yeah. really damn good. She actually uh, worked with Ray Romano again in Welcome to Mooseport. She's in Welcome to Mooseport. She's in Welcome to Mooseport <laughs> as his wife. <laughs> I didn't know yep. that. <laughs> I only knew of her being in Liar Liar. Is yeah. that the Jim uh, Carrey vehicle she's in? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for anybody, uh, episode one, we talked about how Ray Romano was originally cast as Rick, which became the Joe character, but he just wasn't working out. Just yes. If, you, if you're recap tracking, you had better yeah. be listening to all oh. these episodes, though. If not, oh boy, we will be angry. Please. If you're listening to the final episode where Alan and I finally, with Greg Lee's assistance, all commit suicide. Um, because that's the final. our life story is over. Like if you're, if you're, and that's the first, you know, and you're only getting to this one now. Like you've ruined it for yourselves, guys. Yeah, no cliffhangers on that one. Just no. hanging off a cliff. Yeah. So just so you know, that is coming. <laughs> uh, they keep talking on the commentary. Like, and thank you for taking more notes on the commentary than I did. Um, about that one extra with the fucking beard. Who they? Were- I think I brought that up to you before we started doing this because I, <laughs> I noticed always him too. Like there's this guy in the background. Mm-hmm. 
kind of like has like a, a plaid shirt with like a, a another a jacket over that doesn't really go well, and he's got a massive beard, glasses, uh -huh. and long hair. Kind of has like a what he's David Foster Wallace kind of look, you know. <laughs> yep. Except no bandana, but yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you can't help but when you're watching the scene, just like look at that guy in the back. I know. Like who is that? <laughs> And what's great is, like, having been an extra, like, I know when I've acted poorly, and it's so funny to watch, like, when they're not motivated. They're not, there's no direction behind what they're doing, and they're like, I saw one guy, I don't know if it was in this episode or not, but just, like, kind of, like, he, like, looks so lost stumbling in the background. It's like, he just needed, oh, no, I think, he, yeah, he's, like, trying to look like he was summoning somebody or do for no reason. It was just so, you guys, you watch watch extras in the background, it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, it's upsetting though, because uh, then you realize that they've hired amateurs <laughs> or well, they good actors they who well, just have no direction. Like, because yeah, just go here, go there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you know. you're an extra. You don't. You get paid crap. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's minimum wage. Yeah. Just so you're not going to find a professional. It sounds like I'm shitting on these people. I'm really not. Like, I, I, thought, did, I, I did, did first. Years, yeah, and when I know? first moved out here, I did extras work and. It's kind of depressing, so yeah, I stopped. And I should point out, as an extra, I once walked into a camera on Joan of Arcadia. I walked into a camera. Okay, so I, I can say nothing about anybody's amateur or professional level. So that once happened. I walked in front of two main actors because uh, there was a chaotic scene. I walked in front of, uh, around the camera because they told me it was a chaotic scene. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get FaceTime. And I did it, and I, that got left in. That's it did? <laughs> what is this in? Crossing Jordan way back in the day. I just ah. remember, though, after I did it and they cut, the one AD came and he was like, what What were you doing? Ah. I was just like, and I actually said this other day, AD just told me to do it. Just cross wherever. And he's like, don't do that again. <laughs> they left it in? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even know the title of that episode. Alan and I have both. I never saw it. Somebody just told me that they saw Damn me like, cross at the camera. I was like, oh. All right. <laughs> we'll have to go over that at some point. All right. That's fantastic. Um, some of my darker years in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the butter... Uh, Butterfuco. Yes. That's what I keep forgetting. That's besides the affair, we got it. Yeah. The Butterfuco is. Oh God! It's a, and I. One of my favorite bits is in it when he comes with a little tape player up to Mr. James, plays Butterfuco, and he says, Butterfuco, <laughs> and then Jimmy's just like. Yeah. Actually, that was like my my favorite line. Of is the that episode. your favorite line? Of the Jimmy episode? going, great, Matthew. If you said it that way, we might have not have lost two sponsors. Oh my God. <laughs> It is one of the best bits of the show, uh, like in in the show's history. I think. I think it's just the two those two playing off each other. Can I just say I gotta give big Stephen Root, because he said when he came in the audition, like he was not expect, like he, he he knew what he wanted to do and he wasn't expecting anyone else to do it. I, right. I can't see anybody else in the history doing that part like that. I, mm -mm. I, I, those lines. Those lines on how he mm -mm. delivers them, I've never, it, it's so weird. It's awesome. It, it would be so great to get an actor who's competent and get the script to the pilot mm -hmm. and not, like, rename it so in case they're somehow familiar. But whatever, like, maybe they don't use radio and have them read it and see what they do with it because nobody would do it that way. No, it's weird I, rhythm. It's, like, weird emphasis. And he's also made him crazy. Yeah. You know? Well, well, <laughs> but not... In a in a, a willfully harming way. No, 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 no. no, no, no. In He's a, in a, in eccentric, a playful. Sometimes like harming, he cares. But not willfully. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, he cares. He cares about like everybody. Yeah. He just. Mm -hmm. uh, what were they saying? Um, the character is written is like supposed to be fifty-five. Number one. Yeah, and I, I honestly feel. 
for me, I honestly mm-hmm. feel like it was any other actor that was put in that role that mm-hmm. would almost become not a main character, but almost a side character that pops Absolutely. in once in a great while. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he'd become this like symbol of power that we can use for this or this Once or this. in a while. Most of the time, he's just a symbol of, like, I've got all this money so I can do something crazy, so here's a crazy sitcom element. Mm-hmm. That's better. That's a lot better. It's so weird that they all have, like, yeah, yeah, Mr. James, Matthew, Bill have these big, crazy personalities in different crazy ways, and, and Beth as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. And you got, you know, uh, I guess Lisa, Catherine, and Dave, I guess, are the straight men for the most part. But it's just sure. that many crazy people in an ensemble cast you'd think it would be a recipe for disaster, mm-hmm. but it works so well. Like, yeah. yeah, because some other <laughs> shows try and do that, but they all feel kind of like separate. Like the mm-hmm. I'm doing my thing now. Oh yeah. Here's the part with this person, and I mean, there's an element of that mm-hmm. because they're so different. But really, it feels like they're just naturally fitting one thing after mm-hmm. another somehow. And I mm-hmm. don't know exactly all the elements that create that magic but it's sure. like it's you don't feel like oh here's the part where the fawns comes in like you know mm-hmm. like yeah yeah it's not that well, at all just in that moment you mentioned with uh, Matthew and Mr. James how they mm-hmm. play off each other but also bis- that that crazy whatever you call it with their personalities it's a, mm-hmm. it just meshes so well together right <laughs> yeah yeah it's perfect and also it's nice to see that cuz again in the pilot Matthew is not Matthew. He's fine, and Andy Dick does him reliably, but he's not Matthew. He's just, a, like, a little insecure, and then now it's starting to get amped up. Yeah, mm. you can start to tell, like, okay, he's that he's that guy who really means well, but is really not good at anything he does. Yeah. He just messes it up in some way. Yeah, and Bumbles I like... Bumbles absolutely every yeah. second of his And life. over five seasons, eventually, his arc is that... No, we realize he's useless. Like, that is great. Like, that is so wonderful. Uh, I, you know, my God. Um, He wants this more than anything, and he is 100% useless at it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh. (laughs) I'm going to point out, prop-wise, I I always think of this show as having yellow mugs. There are those brown WNYX mugs early on. I want one. You want a brown one? Yeah. Yellow ones are fine. But the brown ones are, like, early, so that means they're rarer and harder to find. So Jason, this one have, this one had brown ones? I don't yes. even notice. Wow. Yeah. There's also another version. Sorry, this is because my brain is prop no, a lot of the times. Another kind that is yellow, but it's not like a regular mug. It's got a little lip, almost like a teacup, but it's it's a mug, but it's got a lip. And I need to find. I don't. I, care I don't even know where you those. find that. That's <laughs> yeah. I don't. Jimmy's carrying one at some point. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of trivia: two of the characters in the show named after pop songs. Jimmy James named after a Beastie Boys song. And Beth, since she only has one name, named after the kiss, kiss song, song Beth. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, what can she do? Uh, <laughs> do we want to go to the questions at all? Oh, le- yeah, yeah, or yeah. Do you want to well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Let's. So we listen to. Uh, oh yeah, you know what? We want to do the real deal? Why you cue that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan. The real deal with Bill McNeil. Thank you. That's very nice. So we open. The very first part is is Bill being disturbed, um, disturbed face by Matthew's mispronunciation. We also see puppy dog Bill because he um, is following Catherine around for almost the whole episode. Yeah. 
and he really needs to like keep his attachment to her. I mean, even though he sees her every single day because they work together, it's uh-huh. not like she's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But he needs to weasel his importance into their dynamic yeah. uh, in in a way that is not natural or wanted by her. Right. Uh, but she's a nice person, so she doesn't want to shut him down 100%. Mm-hmm. And, you know, start swearing at him and all these things, but like. She's like, go away. And she complains to Dave right away in the beginning of the episode about it. Um, He's staring at me all day. Mm -hmm. And uh, after she complains, he he finishes his segment in the booth where he's by himself because she comes out. uh, And he chases after her. Kathy! (laughs) (laughs) He's so... I mean, once we find out about his mommy issues, that kind of makes sense. Oh, his... Yeah. Bill comes in and, and... uh, announces we're having a birthday party for Catherine from 2.46 to 2.48. So that gives us two minutes for cake, and punch, punch, chat, whatnot, something, <laughs> something like that. I know that's not the exact word. Sorry, guys. That was a beautiful moment, though. Um, <laughs> two minutes. That's He planned it, and it's important to him. And it's last second, of course, because it involves thinking about another person. So, you know, wasn't high on his list but it is Catherine so he needs to do something Mm -hmm. because she is ignoring him and being ignored is very bad I was also happy with it when the whole he got the birthday party to work because Catherine didn't show he up. He did. But he actually did all these things to get it together somehow. The bearded guy was even in the back. Beardy man, he he's there like definitely looking at everything that was yep. happening. Yep, way to was. look, dude. <laughs> By the way, if you are out there, man, I don't know your name, and I, but I want you on the show, and I hope you still have a beard. They said he was really cool on set, so uh, yeah. like the creators, everybody loved him. So, but and they yeah. were going to write a subplot with him in it, I, which huh. is so great. Huh. You would have had lines, man. Yeah. <laughs> So we can talk to him. Yeah, I want I come on the show. Who's they were gonna call him Animal as as a, as a nickname that his character didn't know was his nickname. Ah. So Animal, come on the show. And if you want to become a star, uh, grow a beard and long hair and become an extra on a sitcom. And that, yes. apparently that eventually happened. Mm-hmm. So he's like, ah, no, this is going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course she wants this because it's me doing a nice thing for her. Of course she wants it. Yeah comes into Dave's office later, and this is a really great line that I, I, I've always loved. Um, hey, you two. And he, uh, Dave says something to him. He says, well, I'll count again, but I think I'll get the same result. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my favorite line, too, but I'm going to do it later, too. Yeah, no, and you're probably going <laughs> to uh, have their response properly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. <laughs> um, and then also there's a few of us are getting together in honor of Catherine's birthday. Yesterday. Yep, all line reading. The only reason that's so good is the line reading, I think. I want to propose that when we do favorite moments, I'm going to start keeping a tally of who had my favorite moment mm-hmm. in each episode. That's a good idea. Who has the best in yeah. each season, who has the best overall. This is going to come up in the next episode, but I'm going to say it now so that somebody can maybe start keeping track. I'm going to have to go back literally and rewatch these. We need a Pataki counter. I want to know how many times they say, or Pataki, how many times they say Governor Pataki, because eventually it becomes, it's Governor Pataki, then. Space Taki, then Admiral Pataki. It's so stupid. Like, it is a running gag, and I want to know how many times throughout the whole show. You know, they do that. All right, we'll keep tally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Working out the formats, guys. Working out the formats. Is Matthew getting fired is one of the things he says. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he says, no. And then he's like, no decision yet, Matthew. <laughs> because that is the first time mm-hmm. that 
he's decided to mess with Matthew. Yeah, that's true. Good right? point. Yeah, good call. Yeah, a long this line of that that this is my pawn, and I'm going to do what I will to him mm-hmm. because <laughs> I I need to have power. Yeah, and since I can't have power with my boss anymore, I'm going to have power. And Matthew is great mm-hmm. because he doesn't know what he's doing in life at all. Yeah, um, he also has a little baby fit. Um. When uh, Catherine won't talk to him at lunch, and then she chases after him mm-hmm. uh, because she doesn't want him to feel bad either. So they do care about each other. It isn't one way. Yeah. Uh, you know, she just doesn't want to date Bill McNeil. Right. It's a better argument for the relationship. But kind of, but not really. As a backstory, maybe. Yes. Yeah. But again, maybe crazy. He just might be crazy. Yeah. Sure. Could be. Um, and, and then uh, Dave tries to stop them from bickering. Will you two shut up? And then he okay. says, look, you can say whatever you want to me, but do not tell the lady to shut, shut up. So, so, oh yeah, so uh, let's answer that question from the last episode. So we got a voicemail, which I can we play it again. Yeah, we can play it again. Hello, gentlemen. Jason Allen. This is James McEwen, sports director for WMYX. Just wanted to say, um, first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for doing your radio podcast. It is awesome. Super excited. Um, one thing I want to know, obviously, is a little bit about, you know, your guys' relationship with news radio. You know, if you uh, know anybody who was on it, if you, I guess, you, you know, if you were a fan, just your relationship, how you became such a big fan. Well, I'll tell you what, um, <clears throat> as a kid, well... As a kid, uh, like in the early nineties, I remember I was seeing Phil Hartman on uh, new not on, on Saturday Night Live and mm-hmm. stuff like that, cracking me up a lot. But I, I think I saw an episode. I think the first episode of News Radio I think I ever saw like fully was uh, the one where Bill goes to the mental institution with uh, John <laughs> Lovitz. Mm-hmm. And I, remember I I absolutely love that. It was kind of in awe with the humor, yeah. and then. Like in the late '90s, my local like Fox station started syndicating news radio, yeah. and that's that's when I really got into it. And that was also the unfortunate time where I, you just heard Phil Hartman die, and yeah. was, I was so sad because I was like, I'm not going to miss an episode of this of ever again. Yeah. And as soon as the, you know the new episodes came on, it was John Lovitz. It was still great, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess my, again, my huge love for it is I just I've never scene on especially on a multi-cam sitcom where the writers and the actors are like that well in tune with everything and it just the the style of humor and the quality it just it comes off on such a higher level than i think uh it got credit for when it first came out oh yeah absolutely and uh was it and i was surprised because i you said i've worked with uh, jason on the drinking game and stuff but We've had other people in the drinking game that have uh, talked to us and quoted like news radio and like, you like that show too? And I think right. that's actually how we mm-hmm. both discovered that we love the show. Yeah, because um, that was a genuine shock to me. Yeah. I've never known anybody outside of me and Jen. Who, I mean, yeah, know. another one, Adam Grimes, he was obsessed with it too. Mm-hmm. Like, I just He couldn't make it today. He will be on future episodes. Yeah, he will. Actually, uh, a lot of people who I'm Facebook friends with who I did not... I don't remember if I said that on the last episode or not, but no, I you did mention okay. it. Like, I think I just said to him or uh, to uh, Greg, but I've had a lot of people that I haven't that Facebook friends with haven't seen in years, and yeah. we said about this podcast, so they're making comments. I love this show. Oh my god, yeah. it's amazing! It's 
And I, and again, in my head, like I'm the kind of person who loves shit that's really obscure. If you don't mm. love it, there's a good chance I'm going to try and like like that thing. That's not how the, I loved Neutrating in the first place, but like, I get shocked, like genuinely shocked when it turns out people liked it. You know. What was I remember? I'm happy. Go I'm on. sorry. That's it. I'm okay. happy. What was your What was your original like love for it though? Like what? Well, uh, what, what I can, honestly don't remember when I first like in my brain. It's like no, I was there from the beginning, but there's no way because I didn't see the pilot. Um, but I know that I had seen, I had to have seen Smoking very early. Uh, I know I had to have, because I, I remember, like, loving it and waiting for it to come back when syndication started happening. Mm -hmm. And there had to have been a lapse between when I first started watching it and the same kind of thing. A&E started repeating news radio, and I'm like, oh, great, because it was so exciting. And then that's when I got to rewatch shit that I had never seen, so I became familiar with probably every episode. And then, eventually, it was a matter of, like, no A&E. I live in LA. Mm -hmm. I maybe I had cable, but they weren't regarding it. Went out to uh, pick up my grandmother had passed away. Went to get her car because I had inherited that, and to pick up my buddy Dan from the airport because he was going to drive out to LA with me because he's mm -hmm. moving out to LA. And our car broke down in Albuquerque, New Mexico. There was a Walmart nearby. We needed some entertainment. He had his PlayStation. I fucking freaked out when I saw that news radio was on DVDs for DVD first two seasons. I'm like, Dan, we're watching this. Like all of this mm -hmm. so and that's what we did like we, he played some video games for a bit and then the rest of it was let's watch all of news radio that's amazing and like that's that like that solidified it more so even as my you know my favorite show then i listened to it going to sleep for you so i've probably heard slash seen every episode about 25 times so you know i feel like i'm similar to that because yeah uh, i had yeah as soon as they stopped syndicating it on uh, uh fox that well, the fox local station not fox fox but uh right like a few years later when I and and Annie and Annie was syndicated but as soon as like that stopped yeah, yeah I think I ended up buying all the DVDs for the most part mm -hmm. yeah I don't think I got the last season till later but it right was, yeah um and I I'm trying to think the the other question was do we know anybody who worked on the show we both know Brett Schlank who is one of the co-creators of Drinking Game who was a page on season 5 I think he mm -hmm. said we apparently know Greg Lee now so yeah that's yeah we do know Greg Lee <laughs> our good friend our best friend <laughs> Greg Lee um, I've had Vicki Lewis on my other podcast, thanks to our buddy who will also be on the show, Jeremy Guskin. Uh, he's worked with Vicki on something, um, and she's wonderful. Mm -hmm. We did, we did, if you guys want to go listen, I did, uh, one of the first live episode of Comedy on Vinyl was like 2012 or something, and it was a live tribute to Phil Hartman, and Vicki was there. Were you at that taping? You were not at that taping. It was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. I was very nervous. It was very early in my, uh, quote-unquote career as an interviewer, but I think it's good. It's a good tribute to Phil Harmon. Talked to his brother, some other people. Um, I don't know anybody else who worked on I met Dave Foley. He's one of the funniest people I've ever met, and I only got to talk to him for a minute. Oh, he's, he's, he's fantastic. He, oh, they mentioned the, the, the pilot that he was supposed to be on another show, and then, Yeah, uh, same thing with Phil, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he's supposed to be on the show, and then they fired him. Oh, then him. they canned they him. That's fired right. him from that show, yeah. which was good because the the whole Dave part of news radio was written for him, written and they didn't know him. what they were going to do otherwise. Yeah. God, who the hell would they have given that to? Scott Thompson. Any <laughs> other kids in the hall will do. <laughs> Lisa? I, that, <laughs> that fantastic. Oh, my God. No, this he's is got, it, isn't it? This is it. Oh, God. I know, he's got the, well, he's got, he, he plays the straight man really well, but he's got like mm -hmm. this, this, this wholesome sincere quality about him even when he's like uh, fumbling over whatever but oh yeah yeah and he's very like apparently one of the things I don't remember where I heard this probably on a commentary later 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 that like they were kind of hoping at one point to get Bob Newhart to play his dad on the show which would have been oh. right right that would have been amazing because they never, never saw, we never see his parents his 
We just go to his parents' house. Yeah. Once. And they weren't there. How about you, Jen? When did you discover news radio? Like, and you do know somebody who worked on the show, so you can also answer that part of the question. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I feel like it was pretty early on. I don't know that I saw the pilot when it aired or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched it pretty regularly, uh, and and I I know also remember when the fifth season started and I was I mean I was sh- I heard about what happened before the fifth season started but it, yeah I remember that too I remember that I had been watching it for a long time before that happened I'm yeah. really sad seeing that for but they did it they did it solidly yeah, I remember, it's, I remember it's a great appreciating episode. that too yeah um but I I just yeah I I I loved Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall before that. And uh, I watched a lot of Saturday Night Live, so I knew Phil Hartman. Um, and I just fell in love with everybody else, because everybody worked together so beautifully on that show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and yeah, I do know somebody who wrote, who's friends with, you know, uh, one of the writers, and then... Um, yeah, I don't know how he got the job, but his name's Mike Preister. Yeah, and he also um, wrote one of the episodes in season five. Padded suit. Yep. Solid episode. But, uh, it has some, one suit. of my favorite Dave moments, actually, of all time. And when yeah. we get there, it's yeah. great. So, and and well I Mike. actually, there's there's some really really solid solid jokes in that in the episode that I I really just from the very first moments of that episode mm-hmm. and we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we get to it, but uh yeah, I, re- I really good job, Mike. <laughs> do you have uh one of your favorite moments? Do we have any other questions before we Um oh wait, you, you know, we do this? have another voicemail and I do believe this by the way, if you guys heard that last one, the the Brett that was on was our buddy Brett Schlank. I if I'm not mistaken, this is another Brett Schlank voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is uh, Cade Zaporium. I got an order for a hundred Cades here for Mr. Bill McNeil, and I'm gonna need someone to sign for this when it gets delivered to WNYX. Please uh, make sure someone's available, or we will return the Cade. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. I'm wrong. That was uh, somebody should, from Kane, the Kane Emporium. We I'm should, so sorry. Uh, well, yeah, I guess we can wait on that until the Kane episode. Oh, <laughs> we, we'll replay it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll have to. That's yeah. fantastic. Uh, that's one of the best episodes. Uh, it yeah, really we, is. I'm trying to think. Okay, I, I'm looking real quick because actually the, the gentleman who left that very thoughtful long voicemail also emailed me. I think he did it because I asked, how do I pronounce your last name? And he just said, screw it. Just just call me as a, I'm one of Jimmy's Rockin' Rangers. So uh, that was one of Jimmy's Rockin' Rangers who left the long... And I'm trying to look and see if in his email he said... Any, have you had any other questions for us? Um, uh, the, he, it sounds like he had kind of like he was aware of news radio, but he didn't kind of discover it until the late, the, actually the late two thousands when he actually got to catch it up. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so really late. He's pretty new, but he's the guy who's like insists, yes, please, Blu-ray. Because the thing is, okay, so I'm buddies with I do, and one other person, Spider Chambers, um, who. Has, he's declined obviously to come on the show, but that's just because like he's not he's not a camera or mic guy. It's fine. Producer. Uh, and I uh, worked on most of news radio. And I said, can I ask you some questions? They're like, yeah. So I have harangued him with questions, and I will continue, actually. Uh, don't send me your questions for Spider. I will ask him my particular questions. I don't want to make the man hate me. But I did ask him, <laughs> like, did they shoot the show on film? Which is what I assumed. It's not really... Like, I've never looked through the credits to see. And they did. It... Mm. Yeah. When I don't know what, at, at some point too, it, it felt like, I don't know if it was like season 
later in season two or three, I did feel like the, like the, somehow the lighting changed. I don't know if that yes. was the film quality yeah. or if that was... Something. I've been trying to figure that out, too. Like, they've talked about that on commentaries, I think. It does look different. Yeah. Significantly. Yeah. And then season five's a lot crisper, too. And again, don't know if it's a transfer issue from what we're seeing, too. Like, could be... But, yeah, everything was shot on film, so they could do a Blu-ray transfer, a Blu-ray release, like a high HD transfer. That'd be awesome. Uh, the only thing Spider mentioned is that the effects were done in standard definition. But you could next generation it and I, just I worked, redo the effects. Worked at a, a network though where they upgrade SD to HD. So if yeah. they did that, I think it would look, I think it would look fine. I'd be fine. Was, yeah, I would love to see it that way because I've honestly no no insult to the good people at Sony. Uh, they're not great quality DVDs. They don't look the best. They're a little crunchy. I'm Maybe not, I'm just I'm spoiled by HD. Not, I'm not going to insult Sony. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, Alan's taking a position. Yeah, I'm taking a position. Yeah, All right. I see, I see where you're saying to hire me. They do look beautiful because they're news radio and because they, they fully so pretty. But that's that's a different issue. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, let's 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 do favorite moments, Alan. Okay. I actually kind of already mentioned mine. Okay. But I'll uh, do it again. Uh, was this one's gonna go to Mr. James for me today? Uh, it was the uh, when when Matthew goes up to him, he goes. But a Fuko. He says, Great, Matthew. Said it that way, we might not have lost two sponsors. Oh, my God. Sorry, I have <laughs> to do that. it every time. That, that, every time. So this one go to Mr. James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Is, is that your favorite moment and your favorite quote? That's or my favorite you... quote. I'm, uh, it's hard, right? The mo that's my favorite quote. Maybe the favorite moment would have been between Bill and Catherine after uh, Dave yells at them and he says, uh, what was the quote exactly? Yeah, you... You, hey, you say what you want to me, but uh, you do not, not tell, tell the lady, lady to shut, shut up. <laughs> and then she and it's not like a, it's not a funny line that uh -huh. he says. It's just how he says oh. it comes off so hilarious. Oh yeah, it's so a hard thing to do. I it, love it. Yeah. <laughs> so those will be. I'll tell you. What, so I'll give Bill favorite moment on this one. I'll give Mr. James favorite quote. Quote. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I mean, that's half the time. I think it's going to end up being like that was a quote too. It's like all right, fine. Because I was looking through mine and I'm like, you know, sometimes well, it just happens. A moment and a quote. I'll mm. tell you what. I'll just give every time someone has a favorite anything, I'll, they'll get a point. So uh, just get a that's point. What we're gonna do. Okay, so, that's fine. That's fine. Good idea. Right now we have uh, two points for Bill for mm -hmm. me, one point for Mr. James, and one point for Rick. All right. Good. <laughs> Rick deserves it. Rick's going to have a place it. in the annals. Yeah, that's right. Jen, favorite, have you done, I don't know if you've yeah. read it or not. You did your favorite moment? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it, it, there's a line involved, obviously, sure. uh, for my moment, mm. but I, I think it's the first time that Matthew barges into Dave's office mm -hmm. to <laughs> announce, but a foo code. Because <laughs> yeah. he does it twice, but the he first does. That's time, right. it's mm. so uncharacteristic of him to barge in unless he's extremely nervous about something but yeah. he usually like incessantly taps first yeah, yeah, yeah. because he needs that permission because <laughs> he's so mousy mm -hmm. um, but he waltzes right in confidently like he's practiced even how he was going to enter yeah 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 not not just the word but obviously the word mm -hmm. all morning I'm sure <laughs> all morning since it happened once he like peeled himself out of his chair with the with the sadness and and worry that I'm sure he was in and practice all morning just to do that and he just strides right back out afterwards <laughs> that's a good mo that's fucking solid that is good um and then and then my line yeah
But a Fuko. There, there is that. I'm actually a little bit surprised they didn't put that down as a favorite moment or, or joke there. Or it line, might, I should say. Right? It might, it might be my favorite line, too. That's, There's that's a bunch fine. of it's really a great, no, good it's a great, lines in there. You can no, no, no judging if you pick the same thing. I like 35 seconds to party time, too, just because it's such a <laughs> stupid thing <laughs> to do and, say, and have a two-minute party. It's yeah. just like... Where is his mind oh, yeah. when he's saying 35 seconds desperate. of party time? Or have, yeah, it's pure desperate. Bill does a lot out of pure desperation. Of course though. he does. Of course he does. So. Uh, my <laughs> favorite, my, again, there's a lot of picking. Uh, my favorite line is the, uh, hey, you two. What do you mean, you two? Well, I can again, but I think I'll get the same result. Anyway, and then he goes on from there. That's my oh, favorite that's line. A, that you got the middle part there. Was, Good job. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that was great. My favorite moment, I think, is. The second time Beth is in the office and she knows some shit's going down and Dave just puts a cup to his mouth and just we did it. Oh. Like him, <laughs> like oh, uh, revealing that, that they had sex. And great. it's just, there's there's also a little glee in his voice, a little bit, a little like, like he, 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 I got away. But also it's like he's also this feels is really, wrong. This is totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I don't know, there's something about him muffling it. And it gets, a, honestly, that's one where I think the, the sweetening or whatever happened with the audience noise did actually succeed in making me like enjoy it more too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works. I'm, I'm an animal. That you happens. are an animal. I am an animal. Not like animal with the beard. Not like that animal guy. with the beard. Not that guy. No, 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 no. different animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. was. Uh, you know, I, I, inappropriate is a solid episode. It's got it's it got is, a lot. It's really good. All all three and stories are good. Second episode. It's the yeah. second episode. It's fucking the characters. Hey, keep in there. mind the, the the third episode, which we'll talk about next week, mm-hmm. is smoking. Which mm-hmm. there's two Bill episodes in a row. I feel like this is a very Bill heavy. It is pretty well, Bill heavy. Episode. I don't know. Is the A st- this episode though? Is I mean, he's, he's not really he's not really the A story. He's, he's the like B, B because story. it's Dave and Lisa. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. But it's a pretty strong B story. It's a good, it's a good B story. He, it's memorable. Like, everybody they call him the glue for a reason. Like the man can carry anything and say any line and make it funny. Oh, beautiful, I beautiful man. Don't know how I it, it just again. There are so many lines written that I just written down would mm-hmm. not be funny. But no. how he delivers mm-hmm. it, you're just like, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not is. unfunny, but some no, of them no, no, are just but, like strange. But it, some of them are probably written very quickly and early as one for him to say and imagining yeah. how he would say it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I should uh, backtrack on that. Like, I don't, oh, no, I don't think, I don't think, no, no, I don't think anybody, I, I don't think any, I don't, I honestly don't think throughout the entire run of the series there was anything that was like poorly written. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. But I just think there was something that right written in there maybe to set something else up. Sure. But mm-hmm. sure. He's got the line just how right. he says it. You're like, that's funny. I don't care that it's part of the setup. It's still really funny. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could have just flowed, mm-hmm. but instead, yep. you made that stick out in a beautiful <laughs> way that no one else would have done the same way. Exactly. You're right. Well, I, I want to thank all of you WNYXicans for listening. Um, <laughs> I can't remember which episode that's from. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Alan, where can people find you, and what is there to promote? Uh, you can find me at at Alan Rickert on Twitter mm-hmm. or Facebook. It's it's just my name, Alan Rickert. Uh, you can find me, friend me if you're a fan, if you're a crazy fan, friend Jason. Oh. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then yes, uh, check out iTunes, Movie Access Flash. Not not this kind of genre, psychological thriller. It's also not a porn. It's not a porn. It's a psychological thriller, and yeah. I do some bad stuff in it. Not, cool. not porn related. Not porn related. Okay. Uh, looking forward to 2016. Mm-hmm. 
web series. Take a look. Lookingforwardmovie.com. Just helping you out. And I didn't say it on the last episode because I'm a genius. Well, we got it now. Well, I'm going to run it. Edit this in there. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah. And then uh, a drinking game. Uh, we don't know what movie is, but we, we do a stage reading of a movie once a month as a drinking game for the audience, and it is loads of fun. Go to Facebook, you can find it at a drinking game. If you're in New York City and Minneapolis also, there are drinking games there as well. So if you're in Minneapolis or New York City, run by wonderful people who also know how to do things, there's no way they're as good as our shows. But that's just because we're the originals. So what are you going to do? I mean, it's hard to get it because we are. Uh, On Twitter, I'm Jay Klom. Last name K-L-A-M-M. First initial J. Uh, You can go to StolenDress.com to find all of our other podcasts. There's a bunch of great stuff up there, uh, including Comedy on Vinyl, Dana J's Comedy Hour, Why Did I Buy This, Buddies in Space, and all realization lots of stuff and then uh, lookingforwardmovie.com same thing my movie that Alan is a huge part of and by the way guys it's a sequel and Alan saved the first one so you guys should understand no you should absolutely understand that um, I feel like there's something else I was supposed to promote but uh, this is this is too much uh, Jen uh, people can can they still find you in the ether I'm the wind baby all right, good. Thank you. We didn't uh, know that from the last episode. No, so no, that's new. The win now. Yeah. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, well. <laughs> you ready? Did you forget? Catch it? <laughs> you forgot the ending line. This is staying in two. <laughs> One, two, three. But a Fuko. <laughs> Catch you later, BK. Catch BK's. you later, BK. <laughs> <laughs> Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickard and Jason Klom, and our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Please subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. I'm Jason Klom, host of the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. Each Wednesday, I speak about an influential comedy album with special guests like Jimmy Pardo. To finally open up for Richard Lewis and, and be on that same bill was, you know, was one of the most exciting things in my career. And Todd Glass. Carlin's thoughts on religion. It just, I love the way he made my head hurt less. I also get to speak with the legends themselves, like Rusty Warren. What I spoke about was not the act of sex, because that's how my generation of women who just got Mary, they live in the suburbs. They can't go out. They got kids. So let's go listen to Rusty Warren's record. Oh, that's naughty. Or Peter Shickley, also known as PDQ Bach. 1965, a friend and I rented Town Hall in New York and got Vanguard Records interested in it, and they recorded the first concert, and the thing took off. Or even the one and only Dr. Demento. The record player became my favorite toy at a very early stage in life. They taught me how to operate it when I was four years old. My dad brought home every so often a new Spike Jones record. A couple of times a year, he'd bring home another new one. That was my introduction really to funny records. You can find us on iTunes or ComedyOnVinyl.com or just find us on the Stolen Dress Podcast Network at StolenDress.com.